You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, Maga. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. is my book right here, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, support the show at subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. I did see that Subscribestar canceled a few people's subscription on the 1st of July due to inactivity and or card issues. So if you think you're subscribed and you're not really sure, please go and confirm that you are still a subscriber. You might be uh, shocked to find out that they have unsubscribed you. So Subscribestar.com forward slash the Dilly Show. Also, if you love the show, but you don't have time to watch it, you want to listen while you're in the car driving, it is available as a podcast, courtesy of Magical Trevor, who uh, does this every single day. He produces for the Dilly Show podcast, and then he loads it onto bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show, and that's where you guys can download the podcast every single day, usually by drive time, usually typically no later than about 3.30, 4 o'clock. All right, good morning, you guys. Happy Monday, July 3rd, 2023. Shout out to MAGA Devil Dog for that absolutely blazing fucking hot meme to open this show. I'm super excited to be here with you guys today. I hope you had an awesome weekend. Many of you are on vacation, so we expect it to be a quiet couple of days. Usually people are on vacation and certainly uh, taking the extended holiday for uh, 4th of July, which is, why wouldn't you? It's America's motherfucking birthday. And we're going to all celebrate it. I will be here as usual every 4th of July. I don't take that day off. I work. I celebrate. And uh, it's America. Fuck yeah. So that's what we do. How are you guys doing this morning? You guys doing good? Huh? You having a good fucking weekend? I had a great weekend. Holy shit. Holy shit. What a weekend we had. Uh, South Carolina Trump rally off the chain. Absolutely off the chain. Probably one of the most lit uh, rallies I have ever attended. Uh, the energy was off the fucking charts. I've never been to a Trump rally with that many people. I remember going in 2018, and I think there must have been 25,000 people or 20,000 people. I'm thinking, wow, this is huge. And that was like two weeks before the midterm elections in 2018. This thing on Saturday was bonkers. Bonkers. MAGA descended upon the tiny little town of Pickens, South Carolina. A wonderful town, wonderful patriots. Met many of the people who are citizens there, people who are residents, great people, great Americans, overwhelmingly pro-Trump, and uh, it was something to behold to see that many people working, uh, you know, to get to this rally, finding, a, you know, a way to get to this rally, and then enduring the absolute most blistering fucking heat you can even imagine, and it was, it was a scorcher, and I don't know how many, 50,000, 75,000, it was a fuck ton of people, I mean, I've been I've been to rock concerts where they, they couldn't hold a candle to the number of people that were at this thing. It was wild, you guys. It was really wild. And we got a lot of really great stories for you guys today. Uh, one in particular may, in fact, putting the Dilly Show into the pantheon of legendary status, uh, ridiculousness. Uh, I know a few people know about it. Please don't ruin the surprise. But it was... Uh, only the Dilly Show would do this, and uh, we're going to talk about it on today's show. It's going to be a hell of a story time. But we got a big show for you guys. We're going to recap Pickens, South Carolina. We're going to touch on some news. 
We're also going to play some uh, patriotic memes and dank memes uh, beginning our celebration of the 4th of July. My goodness, you guys. This is, uh, is going to be a banger of a show. I'm just telling you right now. We got so, I got so many fucking things to show and share. I got incredible Dilly in the Wild. You guys are going to love the Dilly in the Wild today. You guys sent in a bunch of amazing pictures and stuff. Then we've got the Pickens, South Carolina recap that includes Dilly in the Wild, yours truly, with, along with the, the lovely Randy Dilly. And then we've got, uh, we've got actual news that we're going to cover. Um, the rally was off the chain. Everybody trying to tell you it was X, oh, it was 3,000 people, it was 5,000. Don't listen to any of these fucking retards. And I mean that in every sense of the word. These people are dumb as fuck. Uh, they are liars, and they weren't there. And all you had to do was be there, and you would have realized that is a whole shit ton of motherfucking people. I have not ever been to a rally with that many people, and it was a, it was a sight to behold. We're going to show photographic evidence uh, proving this point, but... Uh, there's a lot of panic campaigns out there that are looking and going, he can't be stopped. And they're, real, they're realizing it, essentially. They're, they recognize it. Newsweek doing a, a story again over the weekend. Ron DeSantis' uh, campaign imploding is the word they're using. It's over. We all know it. He is donezo. Team Meatball now floating out the uh, argument. And this is amazing for, for Fox News. Meatball is now saying, DeSantis has said, I don't think I want to do, uh, do a debate if Trump's not there. Now, what did I tell you was going to happen last week if Trump didn't go to the debate? It would make DeSantis essentially the number one target of all of the other debate participants. And as many of you know, Ron DeSantis fucking sucks at debating. He's not a good candidate that way. He has canned answers. He's not charismatic. He is uh, really, he struggles with debate. And so without Trump being there to take the heat off of him, he becomes target number one of all the other candidates and i think he's scared shitless to have to get embarrassed by chris christie and honestly i can't necessarily say that i blame him you put him on that dais with chris christie mike pence nikki haley all seasoned politicians who are seasoned at debate and i think DeSantis ends up ending his shit completely like the facade crashes after one debate now the irony of this is he's gonna run and hide and he's gonna blame trump well i'm not doing it because trump's not doing it so what's the point of going he's in first place i'm in second which Honestly, he's got a point. The hilarity of the whole situation is that Fox News is getting fucked square in the ass because now you don't have the number one draw. You don't have the number two draw, which means you have a bunch of fucking candidates who are all polling below 6% or even 1%, and that's who you're going to put in prime time. <clears throat> you pretty much ruin this entire debate format by losing the top two picks. I think it's hilarious, and uh, God willing, that's exactly what happens. I think it's going to be funny as shit to watch Fox News scramble to try and sell a debate between Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, and fucking fat-ass Chris Christie. No one's going to watch that. No one's going to care. They're be like, what? Who the fuck are... Why would I want to watch a, de a debate between fourth, fifth, and sixth fucking place? Nobody would watch that. And yet, that's probably what's going to end up happening. I'm not going to lie to you, though. There's one man who will watch it only for the memes. His name is Megalophonia because <laughs> he suffers through all the bullshit along with our good friend Dirty Truth. Uh, so that you don't have to. And we will get memes out of that. But uh, it's going to be an interesting thing. All right. I don't have a lot of time to fuck around today. I have to get rolling because I have so much content. And I have so much material today. And I know you want to get back to hanging out with your friends and your family and preparing for Fourth of July, which I can't say that I blame you. And, and it's been that kind of a, a weekend. It's been something 
It's been something you, you imagined, you know, you go, okay, hopefully one day I'll be able to do this. And then you do that thing and then they make it a million times more exciting and fun than you could have imagined. And that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, today's Dilly Show. I mean, I'm just blown away. I hope I just realized I don't have a picture that I really needed to show you guys. And I feel like a fucking idiot because I didn't grab it, which means I have to go grab it. Because I am not going forward until I have this photo to show you guys because it's very pertinent to this, to the story about this weekend. Yeah, I don't, what the fuck, Brendan? Come on, bro. What am I doing here? All right, before I get into that, <clears throat> we're going to talk about this. Hold on. Let me put this. I got to do this kind of in order. There's a, a little bit of an order here. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm going to have to go grab it. I didn't grab it. I don't know how I didn't grab it, but I didn't fucking grab it. That's okay. In the meantime, I wanted to share a meme with you guys. Um, a meme that was done by Lauren Eve and Leah Memes. And uh, the girls surprised me this morning with this thing like, hey, check out what we made. And I was just like, are you shitting me? And I'm always blown away by the talent that we have on the Dilly Meme team. I think that this is why uh, they are such an intimidating group to face down because, one, they're loyal to one another. They're loyal to the show, but they're most of all, above everything else, they're loyal to Donald J. Trump. And it's one thing to deal with people that are like, you know, they make good arguments. They fight online for you. Oh, my team fights online for me. If you're like team meatball, that's what they do. It's another when you're like, you know what? Let us just completely eviscerate you with raw fucking talent, whether it's visually or musically or whatever, or production wise. And uh, these two ladies collaborated over the weekend. And this is what came out the other side. Without a woman or a girl You see Man made the cars To take us over the road Man made the train To carry the heavy Absolutely fire! Fuck! Are you kidding me? Yeah, her her uh, singing is absolutely next level, and we love her. That is the uh, incredible Leah memes. There's uh, nobody quite like Leah the way she sings, and certainly when her and Lauren team up, and uh, something special happens every single time. So that was a really good one, and I appreciate you ladies for doing that because it was that's unique. That is a special one, and it's a great way also to introduce Dan Scavino's video about the South Carolina rally.
now. Who's that right there? Oh my god, it's Tippy! This is an incredible moment for a number of reasons. Um, this is the first rally where it felt like an accomplishment just to have gotten through it and survived. The heat was that bad. It was The wind was pretty much absent at that point, which obviously later on would change dramatically because they had tornadoes and a huge storm roll through. But when we were there in Pickens, you're talking about 50,000, 75,000 fucking people crammed into a tiny little town square, uh, and it goes back as far as the eye can see. The video doesn't do it any justice. And it was hot as fuck. Sun directly overhead. People passing out, stroking the fuck out. Secret Service, shout, first of all, shout out to Secret Service and shout out to Team Trump along with Team Trump's private security. I have never seen them work that fucking hard and they always work hard. They were handing out waters and Gatorades to the crowd like non-fucking stop. It was, it was one of those situations where they were trying to keep people upright because of how bad the heat was it was that it was that fucking uh, d uh difficult and, and that oppressive of a heat and i didn't mind it because i love that shit i was getting a fantastic sweat uh i was fully hydrated so i wasn't tripping i was like this is fucking great randy looked like she was gonna drop dead tiff looked like she was starting to fucking fade fast i'm sitting there like because ah! i don't give a fuck i love the heat it was brutal and these, these Secret Service, along with Team Trump and all the organizers involved, specifically it's Team Trump, and along with his, his uh, private security, are running, and I mean this literally, running back and forth, boxes and boxes and boxes of water and Gatorade, trying to literally save lives because people are having medical issues. There's a, it's a much older crowd down there. And, uh, and it was really something to, to see. And, and they, you know, I, I've highlighted it on this show before, but maybe not in the way that I'm going to do it right now. I have an appreciation for President Trump's detail because they, they have a rare combination of not only being uh, scary-looking, ultra-fucking G.I. Joe-looking motherfuckers and ladies, but also being extremely, extremely uh, customer service-oriented. You'd think they were all managing hotels which has got to be a really rare thing to do, to be that intense, that focused, and that uh, fucking tough, but m combining that with the customer service of somebody who's a concierge. And it was really, it was really cool to see. They were very, um, very concerned and compassionate people. They were in the crowd. They were helping people. They were, they, medics had to carry some people out uh, because it, the heat was that bad. And honestly, I think Team Trump did anything and everything they could to keep everyone okay. I have no idea how many thousands of dollars of waters and Gatorade they gave away. And the thing that was incredible to watch was these, these people working this event, and they're losing. You could see them losing water as fast as they're giving it away. And, and uh, you know, I think there was a very real concern for people's health that were even on the staff because of how bad the heat was. 
And yet something about that incredible heat and that the fact that people didn't want to leave, they were really dug in. And the Secret Service and Team Trump and the, you know, the entire rally crew, all of these people are working along with the crowd that they want to show we are fucking here for Donald J. Trump. And it really paid off because then when President Trump comes out and, you know, this is a 77-year-old man wearing a full fucking suit and it's oppressive bad heat. And he spoke for almost an hour and 20 minutes, I believe, was the final count. And, uh, and he just killed it. He was as cool as a cucumber. Uh, he was, yes, he was sweating because it was fucking hot as balls. But I think that the crowd felt an obligation to be like, and I know I did. I'm like, if he fucking is speaking, I ain't leaving, okay? If he's still upright, I'm upright, and I'm going to be smiling. He's fucking smiling, I'm smiling, especially given the fact that we're staring right at him, right? And uh, I guess that's where we're going to kick off this next kind of discussion about this event because things happened, okay? The legend of the Dilly Show grew a little bit uh, over the weekend. <clears throat> and I got to tell you, it's a little bit slightly embarrassing. And I guess we're going to kick this whole thing off with story time. All right, I'm about to tell you the most Dilly Show story in the history of the Dilly Show. Let me set the scene. Rihanna, Rihanna and I left for uh, picking South Carolina the night before. We thought, we don't want to have to wake up early and drive two and a half hours and fight crowds and in traffic. So we're going to go stay in Clemson, and uh, it's 20 minutes away, and we'll just drive to the rally in the morning which is a great idea, right? It's like, we can do it. The room was really cheap. It was like, oh, fuck it. You know, it's one night. It's very affordable. We'll get out. We'll go knock this thing out and we'll come home. So as you all know, uh, Randy and I, parents, constantly inundated with family and friends in our home. So we were like, oh my God, we have a night to ourselves. We had just finished vacationing, right? With our whole family, all the kids, all four kids, plus uh, my oldest, her, her boyfriend came and was hanging out with us. So like, We've been around people nonstop for about a month. So we were excited to be like, you know what? We'll get to Clemson uh, in the evening. We're going to hang out in the hotel. We got, I got us a nice room. And uh, I thought we will be a good time. So I wake up in the morning and I tell Randy, I'm like, babe, don't rush. We don't need to be there early. We're not waiting in line. I've been told we're VIP. Now, I did get an email stating that we are VIP, but it wasn't the really comprehensive VIP. It was more of a generic VIP, which I thought was weird because I had heard something different verbally and then got this thing via email. So we, uh, we wake up in the morning and I tell, tell her to take her time. By the time we're on the road, I'm texting one of my contacts. I said, hey, I uh, hope to see you there. We're on our way. Where should we park? Is there VIP parking available? He says, hold on. And he sends me a, guy, a different guy's phone number. He says, call him right now. He's gonna take care of you. Now, what I should have done is call my main contact who, who runs everything, but I didn't because I was like, oh, I don't want to be a pest because I knew she'd be busy. So I get this number for a second guy, and he's like, I call him, and he goes, what's your name? I said, Brendan Dilly. He goes, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Mr. Dilly, how you doing? I'm like, great. I said, hey, dude, um, am I 
is there VIP parking of some kind? Or do I just park like near the venue? He goes, no, there's VIP parking. Didn't you get the email? I said, no, I did not get the email. He goes, why didn't you get the email? I go, I don't know. He said, yeah, there was an email with instructions about the pre-event, um, what they call it, meet and greet. And it wasn't Trump, but it was like pretty much everybody else is hanging out in this restaurant because it was the only air conditioning joint in town. And if you were a VIP, you got to go in there. All the food was complimentary. President Trump himself bought the venue, bought all the food and drinks, and you could hang out in there leading up to the rally, right? And that's, we were invited to this, but I didn't have the email proving that. So this gentleman on the other end of the line is like, oh man, let me send you a parking pass. I'll email it to you right now. I said, great. Now, what he didn't tell me is that I should have had the rest of the email that goes with the parking pass, okay? Because that parking pass, in my mind, as I'm driving and doing this all at the same time, it's just a parking pass. And I'm told, just show this to the police and Secret Service and they'll tell you where to park. Nobody told me the level of VIP I was getting. In my mind, I'm getting just some, you know, essentially reserved parking for guests of the president, okay? I'm not getting something higher than that. I'm just thinking it's regular, right? And typically when you get this, normally you drive up and it's no big deal. They have the dogs that sniff the car and away you go. Thank you, Mr. Dilly. And you go, right? Simple. That was not the case. First of all, it was a pain in the ass to find it. We finally get to it. And there's this line that are turning people around and it's the VIP parking, okay? And this is like as close to the venue as you could possibly get. It's like, it's right there. So as they're guiding me, they're turning some people around and then behind us is the governor's fucking van or whatever it was he was arriving in, okay? So the governor of South Carolina is behind me in line for the VIP parking. So we get up to, it's our turn. And right away, I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay? Right away, I'm like, uh-oh. And Randy's like, what's wrong? I'm like, uh-oh. She's like, what? I'm like, this ain't normal. She's like, what do you mean? I said, something. This isn't like how we normally do it. What the fuck is going on? There are seven Secret Service members standing. And they go like this. And I'm like, okay, he's pulling me forward, but shouldn't he just be pointing me to the parking lot? Right? Because normally... You show your fucking little fucky fuck badge and they go, Mr. Dilly, park over there. Not the case. Come on, Mr. Dilly, this way. So we pull up and I park the car and Secret Service is very serious. They say, the guy comes on my side, he opens the door, he says, hello, Mr. Dilly, uh, we're going to need you to step out of the car. Or he says, I'm going to need you to pop the hood, step out of the vehicle and go stand over on the curb. Now I'm like, wait a minute, what? Because this, this ain't fucking just a doggy sniffing my shit for whatever. This is like some other shit. Randy, the guy, the Secret Service opens her door. All men, by the way, open her door. Hello, Mrs. Dilly. Wow, great car. This is a hot car. She's like, thank you. He's like, okay, why don't you come on, step on out. You're going to go to the curb. They're searching the vehicle. Pop the fucking hood as well as the trunk. Go stand on the curb. Remember when I told you guys that they didn't give me my instructions so I didn't know what I was driving up to? This is a problem. 
I had dined in Atlanta the night before. I don't drive to Atlanta without my gun. I didn't know that the parking that I had received because I did not receive the email with instructions didn't allow for firearms. Now, I'm gonna give you a visual of what was happening because Randy captured the moment, the most horrifying moment in the history of Randy. This, the gentleman on the driver's side was the wonderful Secret Service member that was like, I'm going to check for firearms. He opens the center console and immediately finds my loaded 45. Now, you might be thinking right now, that is the worst thing that could have happened to you, Dilly. And you'd be wrong because this is the Dilly show. And the story wouldn't be complete with the, without the entire fucking Dilly aura in place. Let's go back in time to what I told you already. We had an, an adult's night out finally. Parents night out. And I don't know if you know this or not, but my wife and I are kind of fucking freaky. So if you're looking at the guy in the driver's seat, you're thinking he's about to have a shock because he's going to find my gun. And that right there is the moment he found my gun. But I'm going to need you to avert your eyes to the gentleman in the rear of the vehicle because he's about to find the fucking uh, most exciting thing of all time. You see, that man is opening up a special backpack full of special tools for when you and your wife have a night out in a hotel. And this was the moment that Secret Service found far more than they were bargaining for. And I am standing on this curb fucking smiling ear to ear because this is awesome. Okay, this is the most on-brand Dilly Show shit ever. I'm like, that's right. I show up to a fucking Trump rally for the VIP with this fucking governor of South Carolina parked behind me with loaded weapons and sex toys. That's right, everybody. The most Dilly Show shit ever. I, of course, am standing there like, well, I might be going to jail, and this is fucking worth it. Of course, that was not what happened. What happened was the gentleman in the driver's side door raises his hand, signaling to a Secret Service officer uh, that you can't see in this frame that they had found something. I beeline it for her. I'm like, ma'am, uh, we didn't know we couldn't bring our concealed carry. She goes, yeah, they found it. I go, well, obviously, it wasn't hidden. She's like, Okay, um, I come up to her, I said, what do you want me to do? I go, no one gave me the instructions for parking. All they told me was, here's your parking pass. She goes, you didn't get the email. I say, no, I didn't get the fucking email. She's like, oh boy, okay, no worries. She's like, can you go and get rid of the gun? I'm like, no, what do you mean? She goes, you can't take it home. I go, I don't live near here. She goes, well, the good news is there's some parking back behind here that's not VIP and you can obviously just leave your firearm in the car. They were super sweet. She's like, don't worry. Um, you know, we've had several people that came today and they had their concealed carry and they didn't know they couldn't leave it in their cars. Don't worry about it. No big deal, right? So, so they, uh, they advise us that you can go park over there. So dude in their trunk, his face, he was like, he didn't, he, to his credit, he's a pro. He was like, oh, yep, that's not a fucking weapon, <laughs> uh, depending how you use it. And fucking, he closes up the whole thing. And, uh, 
and I'm fucking dying laughing. Randy is bright red, mortified. I'm like, I know what just happened. I'm like, I just became a fucking legend because I know this has never happened at a fucking Trump rally before, and they've been doing these things for seven fucking years. So they send us back to go park. We go park. Eh, no big deal. They say, just come walking back up, and we'll get you into the VIP. So as we're walking up, and I already have, I already recognize a lot of these people, and they recognize me. I've been to enough Trump stuff now as a VIP that they kind of are like, oh, it's the Dilly Show, right? They're starting to know who we are. And uh, I'm walking up. They're like, hey, you get rid of that. You don't got your gun on you, do you? I'm like, of course not. I'm like, fuck. You know, I'm like super embarrassed. I'm like, no, dude, of course not. They're like, he's like, ah, just kidding, man. You know, they're, so they're having fun with it. But I'm not going to lie. They also were kind of looking at us a little side-eyed the rest of the day. They're like, ah? And I'm like, yeah, you don't fuck. I don't give a fuck. That's how I get down, bro. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, yeah, you know what's up. Like, I wrote about this in my book, dude. I don't have no shame in my game. And they were just super, very pleasant, but very jokey, jokey the rest of the fucking day with me and the lovely Randy. Now, <laughs> uh, I love that she took the picture. She goes, oh, my God. I go, take a picture, take a picture. She took the picture because I knew I was like, that's Dilly in the wild all day long. That's going to be like the greatest story I ever tell my audience. So we finally get through. Um, we get through security. I call my main contact, by the way. And I'm like, hey, dude, you didn't tell me that I had VIP parking passes and I couldn't bring my concealed carry. She goes, oh, yeah, you should probably never bring guns to our events. I go, yeah, but I was in Atlanta last night. She goes, oh, yeah, good point. I go, I didn't get the email. She goes, you didn't get the email? I said, no. All I got was a fucking image of a parking pass. She's like, oh, boy. Okay, I'm sending you the email right now so that you could get into the venue. So they bring us in this the back way to the restaurant. And it's a, again, it's a list. Okay, what's your name? Mr. and Mrs. Dilly. Oh, great. Welcome, you guys. You're going to go through security. They do the whole thing, the wanding and all, the nine. And we get into the venue, okay? Now, upon entering the venue, I see one of my wonderful contacts, and she's a lovely, lovely woman, and she, she handles a lot of the stuff for the Team Trump, and she's an incredible addition. And she said, hey, you know, so glad you guys got in. I'm like, me too. It got a little crazy out there. She's like, oh, really? I go, yeah, it was a little embarrassing. Did not tell her the second part because I figure somebody else will probably tell her. Um, but then she says, well, do you guys want to see your seats? And I said, well, yeah, of course. I'm excited. I want to see the seats, right? Now, in my mind, I thought, well, well, we'll have okay seats. You know, like I figured they took care of us. She goes, because it was going to be standing room only for the most part. But there were chairs. Now, I didn't know what we were about to get. And what we got as they guided me to our chairs, was this. Now, those chairs have printed out names on these, okay? And, uh, and Randy and I, you know, I didn't know. I went out there, Randy went to use the restroom, and I said, hey, babe, I'm gonna go find our chairs just so I know where they're at for when the rally starts. And we didn't really fully comprehend just where our seating was. That was until I got to it, and I turned around and we are the very first row staring directly at Donnie J. Trump. Now, that's, this is obviously before the event got going. But those chairs, uh, were, were, at, were placed right dead center. I mean, we were like right in the middle. It's about as VIP as you're going to get. And uh, we were thrilled. It, it was absolutely incredible. Um, Randy and I, about as excited as you can, uh, can get for a rally for this thing. Uh, so I go back to, after I leave the chairs, I go back inside, 
and we take a nice picture. This is me and my lovely wife. And, uh, you know, we had the we, we had our MAGA drip going, you guys. I mean, it's like if you're going to go out and you're going to get VIP, go be go go do something a little more fun and special. So that's what we did. I got dressed up. I had the Jordans on with the true religion fucking jeans. I had my new belt on, by the way. It was This was a hit, by the way. My, my belt was so fucking fire. This is from the incredible Gypsy Punk Leather. Look at that. You see, my jeans are red, white, and blue, y'all. I mean, are you serious? That is fucking MAGA drip on a whole different level, okay? You got the fucking jeans. I got the Jordans. I got a smoking hot wife. And then I posted this on social media, and that wonderful gentleman in the background... DM'd me this morning and goes, I'm really sorry I photobombed your picture. I didn't know. <laughs> he was the nicest man. And uh, so now he's like super famous because he was at the rally. And uh, great guy. And uh, he said, I didn't know who you were. And I didn't realize I was in your picture. He said, I'm going to check out the uh, show today. And I said, oh, thank you, sir. So, yeah. So this was, this was our, our kind of our gear for the, uh, for the day. And we were super excited. Took some more pictures of, of Randy who looked as just beautiful as can be. And, uh, and I did have Randy take a back. See, here's a picture of the rear. Right? You guys will love this. And this isn't because I'm showing off my award-winning golf ass. This is because I wanted to show you guys my super cool belt that was made for me by Gypsy Punk Leather because I wore it. And tell me that's not great. Huh? Huh? Isn't that fucking cool? Yeah, this was so cool. So the belt was just fire. I was super proud of it. Wanted to show it off. And... Uh, yeah, this is like, this is the whole outfit. Now you guys got an idea of what, what I was rocking to this thing. And, uh, and then we, we went and we got our chairs. And Randy was about as excited as you can imagine. And, uh, you know, we're very close to the stage. We're near Trump. Speech is going phenomenally well. We end up in a Dan Scavino video, which was crazy. I tried to take a selfie with the, the man, the myth, the legend himself, which is also fun, right? Uh, then also, we were sitting there, and this was pretty cool. I got, uh, I, I got, I met an incredible Dilly 300 member, and she was hanging out with us. She was sitting near me, right? She's one of the state, or not uh, state, but she's one of the Trump leadership people in South Carolina. And she says, I really want to meet Jason Miller. So I said, hold on. And... I text Jason Miller. He's a friend of mine, and he's a great guy, and he loves the Dilly Show and loves all of you. I said, hey, I have this wonderful patriot. She wants to meet you. We're right in the front. He said, great. I'm on my way out. And Jason came out, and we took a picture, and he took a picture with her, which I didn't post her picture because I think that's her picture. But uh, we got a picture of her and Jason together, and then uh, and maybe it might be on Randy's phone, actually, now that I think about it. But Jason was just a great guy. He came over, was hanging out with us, and he was hamming it up with the crowd. They loved him. And he was uh, chatting with Dilly 300 members, and, and just it was really a great time. This was also before the event. This is a notorious picture because Tiffy, God bless her, Tiffy got her own way into this rally, and we just all assumed we were going to be together because we were all VIP. We didn't realize that there was sort of like different places that you could go and different types of VIP. So Tiff and Cherry... We're hanging out, and they got their VIP seats. But what we didn't realize is they didn't have access to this other venue, which was the, the venue inside the restaurant. So all of those lovely MAGA patriots who are sweltering in the heat out there, including our lovely Tiff and the lovely Cherry, uh, we were inside, and uh, Tiff text messages Randy, stay cool. 
That's all she writes her. Stay cool. <laughs> we felt terrible. I was like, I'm so sorry, Tiffany. We didn't know. A lot of it was very last minute. Uh, Randy also got a great picture. Look at She's so beautiful. She was glowing. That's with uh, President Donnie J. Trump in the background there, right in the front row. She also ended up on Danny Scavino's uh, Facebook page, which is always fun, right? And uh, this was with her, her new friend who had a really cool sombrero. And Randy is standing right there next to him. And I obviously am next to, to Rihanna. And, uh, but she wasn't uh, the only one that ended up in a Dan Scavino special. I also ended up in there. And then so did our Tiffy ended up in there. She was cheering on President Donnie J. Trump. And we were just having a good old time with this. This is just so much fun. And uh, so, yeah, everybody, she, we still ended up all with VIP, just in different spots and different places. And so did Cherry, and it was a great event. Now, well, there's been a lot of speculation arguing over the crowd size. And that's unfair, and it's bullshit, because anybody who was there knows this thing was insane. Um, Greenville News says, Pickens Police Chief Randall Beach estimated a crowd of 50,000 showed up on a day when afternoon temperatures soared into the mid-90s, causing dozens of people suffer uh to suffer from heat related illness pre-rally estimates of 10 to 30,000 were made during his remarks trump claimed the turnout was 75,000 beach said he needed to get an accurate count from the secret service before providing a final number no way it was less than 50,000 beach said the approximation was official approximation was between 50 and 75,000 people and it was insane it was so fucking packed and the crowds went back as far as you can imagine I think I might even have a video. I don't know what this is. Witch! Witch! Hunt! Witch! This was before the event. This is about two hours before the event. I was futilely attempting to show... Three years from now, the United States will celebrate the biggest and most important milestone in our country's history. 250 years of American independence. What a great country. We have to keep it that way. So, yeah, so that was my footage, which wasn't very fucking good. But So that is very front row. But what you don't see is the actual crowd, and this is where it's so hard to describe how big this fucking thing is because it filled an entire city square. And this is one angle of it. Let's go ahead and go through a few different angles so you guys can appreciate just how many fucking people were there. That's one angle. And that's looking down uh, at the stage and then back, which you can't even see where the crowd ends if you're looking at this picture. I mean, it is, it is way back there. I mean, that's, that is, anybody suggesting this, oh, this is only 3,000 people. You're an idiot. You know how dumb you have to be to think that's what 3,000 people looks like? <clears throat> and yet we have even more angles. Team Trump still putting these out too, trying to say, no, you guys are crazy. This is another angle. And this is just, I mean, this is a huge fucking crowd. City blocks, man. It's insane. This is just so many fucking people. Um, hold on, I got another one for you guys that I thought was pretty good. Let me see. I, th I thought I grabbed one of Jason. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Here's a good one. This, is, this could, uh, you could easily make this your new wallpaper or something, your header on Twitter, because this was a cool, cool angle as well. But Jesus, you guys, I mean, the, anybody telling you, I saw stupid fuck Bill Mitchell trying to, he's trying to tell people it's less than 1,500 people. Dude, do you know how absolutely goddamn dumb you have to be to think that that's less than 1,500? You might have 1,500 people in that one little dot up there in the corner. I mean, that's, dude does not a 
count a fucking audience. It was bonkers. It was absolutely massive. And then the man, the myth, the legend came out on the stage and absolutely crushed it. His speech was phenomenal. And uh, he's looking just svelte these days, dude. Donnie J was just svelte. Great photos. He was fired up, high energy, uh, taking absolutely zero shit. And uh, let's see. I got another. Do I have another angle? I got, I got more. Let me see if I got another angle of this. Oh, there's our Jason Miller. There he is. Look, he went up top because he wanted to take some pictures. Yeah, he wanted to take some pictures. So he, Jason went up top of the building and was taking photos up there, which was just really cool. And uh, that was a good time, man. Good fucking time, man. It was, that was one hell of a rally. And listen, what I'm going to tell you guys right now, the rallies are going to keep growing. They're going to keep getting bigger and bigger and better. Um, the energy is so fucking high. Donald Trump is now doing most of the DJing. He's picking out the playlist for these things. The music was off the chain. Uh, the pre-rally uh, you know, festivities were a blast. And we've got another 18, 17 months of just fun. And, and the best I can suggest to you is get involved. Go to a rally. You will thank me. It's something you can tell your kids about, your grandchildren about, something that you can uh, essentially take photos and, and cherish the rest of your life because you're standing up for your country, you're standing up for something you believe in, but it's also a moment in history of this movement that it's bigger than 2016. It's bigger than 2020. It is getting bigger. It is better than it's ever been. And sometimes special things happen. And, and on Sunday, something special happened. That was our good friend, California putting out the truth on Twitter and on Truth Social. And he says, uh, actual rally versus a DeSantis picnic, right? And uh, Mike, who never steers away from destroying Team Meatball, put this thing out on True Social. And then a certain someone noticed it because Team Trump absolutely loves California, as we all do. And Donnie J. Trump retruthed California. And I thought that was one of the coolest things to have happened we got so much love and so much um, just genuine concern and care and, and, and treatment from uh, Team Trump over the weekend. And then this was kind of the cherry on top for uh, a little tip of the cap from Donald Trump to California. And I thought you guys would really get a kick out of this. And that was just a very cool thing. And, uh, you know, this is we're just getting started with this thing, you guys. I mean, it's just getting started. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was special. That was a very special thing. Very special, just like this meme is very, very special. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is a good one, isn't this? This is a good one, isn't it? We gather tonight to herald the most important day in the history of nations, July 4th, 1776. At those words, every American heart should swell with pride. Every American family should cheer with delight and every American patriot should be filled with joy because each of you lives in the most magnificent country in the history of the world, and it will soon be greater than ever before. Our founders launched not only a revolution in government, but a revolution in the pursuit of justice, equality, liberty, and prosperity. 
No nation has done more to advance the human condition than the United States of America. And no people have done more to promote human progress than the citizens of our great nation. Centuries from now, our legacy will be the cities we built, the champions we forged, the good that we did, and the monuments we created to inspire us all. My fellow citizens, America's destiny is in our sights. America's heroes are embedded in our hearts. America's future is in our hands. And ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. You know it, 4th of July. I know I'm excited. Hope you guys are excited. Yeah, the rally was lit. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And there were some moments that were certainly, uh, I think, probably gratifying. Uh, one of the moments at the rally that was so incredible, Randy and I were inside the restaurant when this happened. The first time, because it happened several times. The first time when this happened, we were inside the restaurant and we're like, what the fuck? Looked out the window and the entire restaurant was like, oh, damn. Now, mind you, the restaurant is filled with nothing but VIPs, politicians and other such individuals. And uh, they saw one of the most despised U.S. senators in America get fucking brutalized by a MAGA crowd. And what made it even more special this cocksucker lives 15 miles from the venue. He's the senator of South Carolina. This is essentially a hometown to him, and this is how he was greeted. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all very much. Welcome to Pickens County. A little bit about this county. Just calm down for a second. I think you'll like this. Pickens County has more Medal of Honor winners per capita than any place in the nation. I was born in this county. I live 15 miles down the road. is a place where people pay the taxes, fight the wars, and tell you what they believe. How many of you believe that Donald Trump was a great president? So let me tell you a little bit about being President Trump. What happened? I found common ground with President Trump. It took a while to get there, folks. But let me tell you what happened. I come to like President Trump, and he likes himself, 
And we got that in common. And I'm going to help him become president of the United States. Let me tell you why I want to help President Trump. I was on the front row of his presidency. And I've never seen anybody this tough for America. How many of you heard the phrase, we like Trump policies, but we want somebody new? Have you heard that? Well, let me tell you this. Without Donald Trump, there are no Trump policies. He did something nobody else could do. He's the most pro-life president in my lifetime. You know why he secured the border? Mexico was afraid of Donald Trump. We need him back in the White House right now. There's one man, only one man can do this. We got a lot of good people running, but there's nobody our enemies are afraid of like Donald Trump. He killed the terrorists before they could kill you. And if you don't think they're coming after you, you're not listening to what they're saying. It didn't stop until he left the stage, and then it got louder. That was three and a half minutes. That's just where the video cuts off. They kept going until he, he finished speaking, left the stage, continued booing, until his fucking ass was out of sight. This is what happens when you don't leave your shitty fucking beltway bullshit uh, world often enough. You should have probably spoke to normal people, you dumbass. They hate you. That isn't, those aren't people, like Trump hasn't been hitting Lindsey Graham. This is what I want. A lot of people go, oh, Trump supporters are all fucking cultists. Is that right? Donald Trump continues to take the high ground with Lindsey Graham. Donald Trump asked the crowd, cut him a break. You know what the crowd did? Boo! Donald Trump was speaking. Mentions Lindsey Graham. Boo! Nah, bruh, this ain't a cult. You, President Trump, must maintain relationships for the sake of civics within the Republican Party, and we respect it. But we don't have to, and we fucking hate that guy. And we're going to, that clip went mega viral. That motherfucker got so much heat for that clip. Talk about coming back down to earth. When you've been sitting in your shitty little fucking mansion for three and a half years after President Trump and the rest of America was totally fucked out of the election fraud of 2020, then you fucking have been one of the biggest proponents of giving all of our money, our hard-earned tax dollars, to fucking Ukraine, and you want to show up at a fucking rally in the middle of July? Nah, bruh. Nah, 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 son. And they let him have it. And I got to tell you guys, this is a credit to all of you. You've had enough and you weren't polite, you weren't showing, oh, we got to be a little, we're better than that. Nah, fuck that. We're pissed off patriots. We're done with the lip service. We're done getting used for our money and our votes. Fuck you, Lindsey Graham. And that's where we stand on it. And it doesn't matter how many times Donald Trump says, Lindsey Graham's a nice guy. Nobody is changing their opinion of him. He is what his fucking voting record shows. 
He's a sleazebag cunt politician. And that was one of my favorite clips from the entire weekend because they booed the fuck out of him. And then when we got down into our seats and President Trump brought his name up again, I stood up and was booing as loud as I could. And the best part about when I was booing, Lindsay was sitting front row, very close to where I was at, and our eyes made contact as I was booing in his general direction with everybody else. And I'm like, we were standing booing him. While Trump was speaking, we were booing the fuck out of that asshole until President Trump had moved on to a different topic. And uh, he was just dealing with it. He was like, oh, fuck, he had his legs all crossed and shit and was just like, no big deal, no big deal. Yeah, right. He couldn't find a fucking hole deep enough in South Carolina after that happened. Shit was absolutely hysterical. So, Lindsey Graham over the weekend. Rough one for Lady Lindsey. He didn't like it. Donald Trump uh, took to Truth Social to clarify a few things, and we certainly, uh, we love that. We love when he's out there talking to the, uh, the people. Rachel Campos Duffy and Will Kane, two per- terrific people, along with Pete Hegseth, were right this morning on Fox & Friends. Almost 99% of the people I support in a Republican primary win. A Trump endorsement will make your career. A Trump fight makes it very difficult. Over 75,000 people came out to our uh, incredible rally yesterday in South Carolina. Despite an almost 100-degree temperature, it was amazing. The people were great. Thank you, Pickens. And they really were. I I thought this was just something that, you know, you should be very proud. I thought it was a very proud moment for Trump. He was so fired up at the rally. High energy, as you'd expect, but really it was something else. I got some videos. I don't know what these are. I'm afraid. I grabbed some videos. I don't know what they are. This could go bad. Let's see what Let's see what I got. I don't know what these are. Let's see. This could be rally video. Or it could be something totally crazy. This is the final battle. Oh, yeah. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep. They played this before the rally, right before Trump came out on stage. I thought it was really good, so I wanted to grab it. Here, check this out, you guys. This is good. This is the final battle. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, and fascists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media, and we will liberate America from these villains once and for all. Yep, there you go. Yeah, this this the whole vibe of this campaign is different. Um, it's different, top to bottom. It's different. It is so high energy and very unapologetic. He continues to use vernacular like obliterate when describing the deep state and what he's going to do to it. He continues to describe a retribution about how he's going to handle his next presidency. Um, it is a different energy. It's much. It's a much more. It's weird to have an energy that's very playful like 2016, but very, very fucking serious uh, and intense. And he's, he's just, he's threading the needle right now as a politician. He's, he's letting his team do what they do best, which is keeping him clean. Uh, he's letting the Dilly Meme team do what we do by continuing to, to uh, I think, probably reward in, uh, with acknowledgement our team, but also encourage and, and to give, uh, you know, obviously opportunities to go see him speak or meet him or all kinds of different things. And they recognize that even if they don't agree with or sanction what we do is beyond effective. It's highly, highly effective. And one gentleman in particular who's been at the uh, shit end of that fucking effectiveness has been Rod DeSantis, Meatball himself. And he continues to essentially have his campaign ruined 
by the by the fucking uh, uh the karaoke maga madman <laughs> by california donald trump is increasing his support with the grassroots voters in new hampshire governor desantis is dropping like a rock desantis comes here a few times he only talks about florida he doesn't put forth solutions for the people of new hampshire in places where he increases his exposure, he's not helping his numbers no. either. What, what do you attribute to that? Is it just his lack of one-to-one -one rapport, or is there something else going on? The more people get to know him, the less they like him. He's frankly not a likable person. <laughs> Problem has been supplemented by appearances from his wife, Casey DeSantis. We're in the middle of our bedtime routine, and here comes Dad with a plate of cookies which then means we need to start the process all over again, which is wonderful. Of course he has cookies. Uh, you know, the, uh, the governor's second ago. Because you can't make up for what the candidate doesn't have, and Ron DeSantis doesn't have what it takes. They, His consultants, his super PAC, they just pulled their airs off of our airwaves. That's significant. They're spending money in Iowa and South Carolina, but they pulled their ads in New Hampshire. I think they realize that there is no way they are going to beat Donald Trump in this state. <laughs> Please clap. That good night, sweet campaign. That's the end of fucking you. And it's true. Um, I declared war on that campaign publicly. And uh, Newsweek kind of tried to mock me about it. They quoted me and mocked me. And six months later to the day, Ron DeSantis' campaign is imploding. Yeah, we know. We know it's imploding. It's by design, motherfucker. Oh, that foul-mouthed t-shirt-wearing asshole and his band of merry men and women memers had just come along and blew the whole fucking thing up just for free. Why would they do this? Why would they all put in 50, 60, 70-hour work weeks just to destroy our candidate for free? They could be charging millions. Why aren't they doing this? Why are they just doing this? Why would they act like this? Why would, they, why would these people forego sleep to work until 3 a.m. on memes just so there's a new one every fucking day to destroy the establishment candidate? Why would they do this? Well, because fuck you. That's why. And uh, because we love our country, we love Donald Trump, but above all else, we fucking hate traitors. We hate establishment scum. And that's what this fucking asshole is. And you can't even say you weren't fucking warned. You were told what was gonna happen. You were warned well in advance. You chose not to heed the fucking warning. Wait a minute. That's the wrong one. Ignore that. That's an amazing clip, but I'm not playing it right now because it's not the right clip. Shit. I played the wrong one. I know. Trav, that was the wrong one. That was the Elon Musk one. I grabbed the wrong one. Damn it. Hold, please. Hold, please. I have to go find my Mike video. He did a recap. Mikey, where's the recap video? I wanted to play the recap video for the people because there was a whole thing with the thing. Can you forward it to me? Damn it. 
I thought that was the one. I'm like, wait a minute. This is a different video. This is not the one with the thing with the thing. Let me see if Mike's got it. I could have swore I grabbed it. Mike, are you on here? Can somebody forward me Mike's recap video? I grabbed the wrong clip. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, that was like, that's not Mike. That's, yeah, I need the right one. Thank you, Trev, if you could send it over. That was Trev's, that was Trev's video. I got to play that one different uh, later. I know, I was doing so good with producing on the fly today, too. Oh, that's cool. You guys got me on the big screen today, I see. Nice. Oh, another big screen one, huh? Yeah, look, see? Yeah, sometimes you got to watch you gotta watch yourself while the pupper's watching you. Why does my color look so much better on your TV? Huh, this shirt looks way more blue in your picture. Hold on. Trev's going to send me the video. He's got the thing. You know the thing. That was the wrong one. That was Trev's Elon Musk video, I think, right? Is that what that was? I think that's what it was. I still don't have the right video. Mike's been spamming it on Twitter for fucking four months. I should have it, but I don't. <laughs> Are you guys going to grab it or no? If there's no time, it's okay. We'll move on. We'll move on. Instead, let's play, the, let's play this one. This is a Lauren Eve and Maggot Devil Dog video. I got enough memes. I got them, they're coming out my ears. Left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the... American Revolution. They will attack you. They will slander you. They will seek to destroy your career and your family. They will seek to destroy everything about you, including your reputation. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. It's a war. It's a war. It's a war. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. It's a war. It's a war. It's a war. You know it. They know it. I know it. The whole world knows it. This will be our last chance to save it. We will take back this country. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy. The corrupt establishment knows that we are a great threat to their criminal enterprise. It's a war. It's a war. You know it. They know it. I know it. The whole world knows it. We will save our sovereign rights as a nation. They betrayed our freedoms. Our Independence Day is at hand. This election is about every man, woman, and child in our country who deserves to live in safety, prosperity, and peace. It's about all of you, and it's about our country. Jesus, dude. I've been telling the memers, I'm like, you guys are on a heater. I don't know if you guys noticed the the uh, Maggot Devil Dog has returned with a vengeance. That was him and Lauren Eve in that, that uh, meme right there. I've already played one Devil Dog meme to open the show. Got to play a Mags meme that for 4th of July, but Devil Dog has been on a fucking heater lately. I still have another one from him. 
Uh, and he's just back, just tearing it up, dude. We're, we are thrilled to have him back. He was busy. He's a busy fucking guy. Had a lot of family stuff going on. And uh, like a lot of the Beamers, they've been through a lot of adversity. And this is what happens. I think when you're walking the righteous path, uh, you know, that, that God set forth for you, you're going to endure a lot of scary things. Uh, you know, we, we had a lot of things have happened recently, right? We had uh, bad karma, lost, uh, lost a parent. We had soul memes, lose a parent. Very tough. <clears throat> we, you know, we, we try to say prayers for them and, and to, to get them through these tough times. We had uh, other memers, got our, our incredible magical Trevor. His, his lovely wife was in a car accident last week. Thank God nobody was injured. Uh, but, you know, they're down a car. I mean, this is the stuff that happens. You have things that people run into your family members and you're, you know, and shit happens. But everybody has uh, been really persevering. I know Devil Dog had some, you know, his family had some family stuff going on. You know, he's trying to be there for his wife and, and his in-laws having some health challenges. But everybody's really kicked it up a notch, too. I'm so proud. Devil Dog's down 25 pounds. Trev is down fucking 25, 30 pounds just in the last two, two and a half months. Um, everybody's really pulling together as a team and as a family. And, uh, and I think that we're going to continue to deal with adversity because we continue to make all of the moves that are actually having an impact, not just on this election, but you know, this is the type of shit that reverberates in all of history. You, what we are doing is clearing a path for the man, the myth, the legend, Donald J. Trump to return to office so we can hopefully save this fucking country. And uh, these people are doing God's work. I'm very proud of them. And I'm proud of the way they pulled together through adversity. So yeah, God bless you guys. Also, I think we, I saw a, a tough one. One of our guys, Revolver, on, uh, on uh, Twitter, I think he lost his father. I, I, I was skimming. I caught it briefly. Uh, but he posted, he just found out his, his father had passed away. He's a Dilly 300 member. Man, we, God bless you, dude. I'm so sorry uh, to hear about the passing of your dad. And, uh, you know, I hope your family has strength at this time. I hope you guys all say a prayer, include Revolver in that, because that's tough. You know, he's a, he's a really neat uh, Dilly 300 member. And, you know, him and his, he loved his daddy. So that's a, that's a tough one. But uh, we're here for you, dude. And if you need anything, let us know. Yeah, he just kind of announced it um, this morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, not not fun, but that's, you know, we're all going to face these situations. You know, obviously, I've been through my stuff the last couple of years. You guys have helped me through that. Uh, a lot of the memers have been through stuff. Uh, a lot of the Dilly 300, we've lost Dilly 300 members. And, um, you know, I think we're all just blessed to still be in this fight and still have one another to lean on at this time. So, you know, that's what we're here for. That's what a family's all about, right? All right, so back to what I was discussing prior to this is uh, we, we were talking about this meatball here. That is the Ron DeSantis campaign and why it's imploding. And I want to take you down a, a trip down memory lane, courtesy of, of California. And uh, he did a hell of a job with this one. This might have been Trev, too. Is this Trev? Was this a magical Trev meme? I think it is. Along with California, maybe? I don't remember. So good. One of the things that are, is, uh, is my favorite oh thing to do is, and Wait. I think all winners like to do this, okay? It is true. We get a kick out of having a killer strategy and executing it and having it be successful. But I also got to tell you something else. Sometimes when you're savage enough and you've got enough talent and your team is so fucking good, Sometimes there's a level of savagery where you tell the other side what you're going to do. You let them know, hey, 
I want you to know, here's my game plan. You can't stop it. Here's exactly what we're going to do, and it's going to fuck your shit up. And you will not be able to beat us. You will not be able to over- overcome it because you don't have the talent, you don't have the brains. Wolves hiding nearby Whispering do or die Around me I utilize, with my entire brilliant meme team, unconventional warfare. Namely, something that the uh, military has been doing to the U.S. Uh, citizenry for quite some time, along with the intelligence agency. It's called a PSYOP. Tripping from my eyes, seeing red tonight, as I wait to say my last goodbye. Two months ago, January 2023, I declared war on anybody, anybody who was going to jump into Team DeSantard uh, camp. Team Meatball is now in a, what I like to call, it's called a failure feedback loop. Your leader is so massively insecure and so absolutely broken as a fucking individual that all we did was target her insecurities personally. And instead of her using her astroturfic bullshit campaign people yesterday to push pro meatball uh, fucking talking points, they spent all day making a photoshopped hilarious meme go mega viral of her busted ass knee. Game, set, match. Team Meatball, Christina Peshaw, you are our fucking bitch right now. Tripping from my eyes. We own you. Seeing red tonight. We have absolutely sigh off the shit out of you. Thank you, Trevor. That that is a special one, huh? There you go. It's documented. It's documented. We let you know. We documented the whole fucking thing. From the time we declared war to the effectiveness of that war to the poll numbers dropping to the fucking memes, the history of these memes being documented. It's all there. It's all there. And the end result is you're on your way out. On your way out. How come nobody from the fucking Cozy Cabin Candle Company told me it was their anniversary? We love you guys. What the fuck? Why didn't you tell us? Yeah, I just had to stumble on this on my, my own on Twitter. Isn't that great? Look, at they're beautiful. He's, we love these wonderful patriots. Happy anniversary, you two. That's such a big deal. That's Rebecca and Derek. Happy anniversary, you guys. You fucking tell me. Why didn't you email me? What, you couldn't be bothered to email Dilly? Huh? 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 I just like being crotchety sometimes. Yeah, I just like being a little crotchety once in a while. 
<laughs> Thank you, Devil Dog, for informing the chat. I had to fucking come across it on Twitter. All right. We got to keep going. We got more. I got a lot of content today. This is going to be a fun show. I know. We did all this fun stuff, but we, we haven't even got to actual, like, I mean, I guess we're technically doing news stuff. A lot of it's, what's weird is when you become a part of the news, right? Like, so if the big news story of the weekend is Trump's rally, but you're, like, involved with the rally, you sort of the your story becomes the news. So there you go. Speed Freak, Hunter filmed in car, smoking crack, driving 172 miles per hour. Well, let's see if I get some attention here. <coughs> I got to show you guys something. Speed Freak, 172 fucking miles an hour. That's insane. That's crazy. I think he was driving a Porsche. He was smoking crack while doing it. What an absolute degenerate. Do you think he's been arrested for this? Probably not. Do you think he's been arrested? Hell no. Nobody did shit. Nobody did jack shit. Because it's Hunter fucking Biden. Which is absurd. Absolutely fucking absurd. Hi, Randy. Can I get the bell? Yes. Can you do me a favor? Will you go grab my document? I, did, I remember I left it out there. I was showing them document. my Hunter Biden stuff. Oh. I, I meant to show it on the show today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, love. She came racing down the stairs because... I got something fun in the mail, and you too can get something fun in the mail. Because I believe in preserving evidence. So we did. Uh, I went to the Marco Polo website, and I ordered, uh, this about a little over a week ago, I ordered the Hunter Biden laptop in book format. So you also can do it. Yeah, let me show you. Thank you, lovey. That Ugh. the complete Hunter Biden laptop report. That is so. Whenever your liberal fucking friends and family, if you own this, and they say, "Hey, um, there's no evidence," MAGA always says that. Go really? Because I'm pretty sure this is a fucking mountain of evidence of treason and felonies and fucking payoffs and bribes and it's all here. You wanted evidence, you cocksuckers? Do you even have the courage to read the fucking evidence? Because I don't think you do. Marco Polo, hell of a job. Garrett Ziegler, well fucking done. Look at this. This thing is thick, dude. How many pages is this bitch? 500? Fucking... Garrett has, when, they, when your family members tell you there's no evidence, you let them know that you own 635 fucking pages of evidence. 636 to be exact. 636 pages of nothing but evidence against Hunter Biden. And the good news is he censored, he, uh, he covered up for you guys all the pornographic pictures so you don't have to endure Hunter's fucking wiener over and over again but uh oh yeah it's all here i mean it's it's everything man it's the whole shebangabang all of the crack smoking and the drugging and the guns and the fucking chinese emails and the payoffs i mean look at this shit i mean look at it dude this is just evidence you fucking assholes here you go you show this to your family members go here why don't you explain this I dare you to look at this for 10 minutes and you tell me he's squeaky clean. Anyway, I believe in physical evidence, which is why I ordered it. And uh, they sent it to me right away. So you guys can order it as well. 
Yeah. I don't have to tell you. I'm like, that book right there is proof positive that uh, you're in a post-justice America. Until I'm telling you, until that motherfucker and his entire family are in prison, you're in a post-justice America, okay? It's all there. I spent it's a it's a fifty dollar I think it was fifty bucks. It was fifty bucks to get that. And what they did was they took the entire contents of the fucking laptop and organized it and arranged it and put the whole thing together so you can uh, you can order it. <laughs> it's uh, it's just it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, what's the website? I, I don't even mind plugging this for for him. He's not paying me or anything, but I don't care. This is uh. You guys remember what's the website? I think Phantom and Mac know the website. What's the fucking website I ordered this off of? It's easy to do. It was Marco Polo's website, but see if somebody can tell me. It's 50 bucks, and you can order it, I believe. Yeah, this is a, this is a dedicated individual. Let's see if anybody's got the website. As soon as somebody posts the website, I'll tell you guys what it was. I, I honestly forgot. No, nobody signed mine. I didn't, I didn't know if I, I didn't know I was supposed to ask for a signed one. It never occurred to me to say that. Well, maybe Mac's got it. Mac, what's the, uh, is Machiavelli in here? He might have the website. That's good. MarcoPoloUSA.org. Thanks, Hales. MarcoPoloUSA.org is where I got this. MarcoPoloUSA.org. And uh, it's the, I mean, this thing is just, fuck it, it's everything. Now, I'm going to warn you. Oh, it's BidenLaptopMedia.com. That's the other one. Do both of those work? BidenLaptopMedia.com also works. There's a bunch of different links you can use. BidenLaptopMedia.com also works. Trev grabbed it. So we got Hales has got one. It looks like BidenLaptopMedia.com. Yeah, they both work. They go to the same place. So that's cool. There you go. So we're going to put that bad boy down here. Dude, my office has slowly turned itself into a fucking... uh, It's like a history museum at this point. Honestly. Between the... I mean, I've got all the stuff Trump's ever put out, right? We've got all the evidence and all the stuff that you can buy regarding the Bidens and the Obamas and Hillary and Spygate playing cards. I mean, you got all, I mean, you know what's weird is I right now, within reaching distance of me, have enough evidence to put the Clintons and the Bidens away forever, but nobody's doing shit about it. Yeah, I said I'd pay extra for a photo, uh, autographed copy, but I never, I, I just placed my order. I didn't know how to do that and I didn't want to hassle. You know how that is. You just sort of like, I got into it. And I was like, I'll just, I just want to buy it. And I thought, you know, I'll give him extra for a signed one, but that's okay. Yeah, isn't that great? All right. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. What else do I got here? I got a lot to talk about still. This fucking guy. I always have to be careful. There's not a lot of people that when I talk about them on the show, they get me angry to the point that I might say something that could get me arrested or canceled. This guy does, he, he makes my blood boil. And for those of you who've watched the show a long time, you know that I, I'm very careful with how I talk about him, how quickly I talk about him, and I move on because I lose my fucking temper because he makes me so angry. The Obamas complained about being black and oppressed from a luxury yacht 
in Greek islands after affirmative action overturned by Supreme Court. So fucking Barack Hussein Obama and Big Mike were on a luxury yacht in the Greek islands when the tweets, quote unquote tweets, of their grievances regarding affirmative action went out. What a couple of disingenuous fucking frauds. I, I just, I'm going to keep it minimal about what I say because I tend to lose my fucking temper when it comes to these cunts and I don't want to say something I'm not supposed to say. All I'm going to say is that fuck the Obamas and the horse they rode in on. The jihadi is, in my mind, a fucking terrorist and uh, should be treated as such, but I digress. Again, I will get super angry, and then I'll end up getting banned, and I'm not trying to do that. One other fucking retard who likes, who's parroting the complaints of not having affirmative action in uh, colleges anymore was this dumb bitch on the left. That is Jameel Hill, one of the most fucking untalented idiots in all of media. Jamil Hill, as you'll remember, tried to leverage ESPN with a very tough negotiation for her contract, and instead they canceled her, then somebody else canceled her, and now the bitch, as far as I know, doesn't have a contract and frankly should not get a contract. She does not have a loyal following. She does not have a loyal audience or fan club. She's a fucking scrub who benefited from the race wars that stupid fuck Barack Hussein Obama started Jameel Hill only exists because of those fucking idiots like Colin Kaepernick and Obama. But uh, she had this to say. Jameel Hill accuses Asians of carrying the water for white supremacy for backing the affirmative action decision. So let me get this straight, Jameel. Okay, this is going to be, I'm dangerously towing the line here. You have a problem with Asian people who were discriminated against like white people for 20 plus fucking years due to these affirmative action uh, fucking policies at colleges. You've got a problem with them celebrating that their people are going to be able to get into college with the same level of opportunity that everyone else has. And now they're carrying water for white people. Fuck you. That's all I'm going to say. Fuck you, because if I say anything else, I'm going to end up getting myself into trouble. Not going to say it. We're deleting it from the screen so that I don't nuke myself on accident. Urgh! Fucking Hoosah. Yeah, just got us night. We're good. We're fine. We're fine. I'm not mad. You're mad. Let's watch a meme. <laughs> Fight like hell. Fight like hell.
Devil Dog with the remix, Leah singing the hook. Killer fucking meme there. Thank you for putting me back in a good mood. I needed it. Now I'm going to tell you something else that put me in a good mood. Because I'm ridiculous. And uh, I'm going to tell you why. Dude, I want one. World's first fully electric flying car approved by the FAA and accepting pre-orders. Um, yes, please. What do I have to do? Where do I have to get licensed? How do I become a fucking pilot of my own electric car? I need this, my electric flying car, no less. I don't know how, I, I don't care. Give me all the things. I will give you the money. You tell me who to go through to get licensed. I will do that. I'll carry my insurance. And then I'm going to fly the fuck over all of the fucking retards below me and go land uh, at the fucking mall or whatever. Yeah, I want one. I'm in. Sign me up. How much? How much? Which, uh, yeah, where do I go? What? How do I get a parking space for this thing? Do I, can I, do I have to get a helipad for the top of my house? I don't care. I'm in. I'm in. Well, so you're saying you want yes. Well, but we haven't told you what yes. Just give me. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I love cool shit like this. Yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. Okay. <clears throat> now, I made fun of this, and people said I was uh, inappropriate and cruel and blabbity, blabbity, fucking blabbity. And uh, the reason I made fun of it is because I knew the facts behind it. That is, the people in the doomed uh, fucking sub that essentially crunched like a little can and squishied everybody inside of it. And, uh, oh, Julie, why would you make fun of them? Why is that funny? D people dying isn't funny. You're right. The actual act of dying, not funny. The uh, fucking events leading up to such an obvious outcome, hilarious, you fucking goon. Ocean Gate CEO used college interns to design the sub's electrical system. The same electrical system that failed just prior to them getting crushed to death. Really? Man. You're telling me that letting go of 50 and 60-year-old former naval submarine fucking engineers because they were simply white and replacing them with college interns of different genders in, my, in fucking races wasn't a good idea? Really? That is just so shocking. Incredible that you would gamble with other people's lives because you're a woke cunt. So you went woke and killed everybody on your fucking submarine. Really good job, bud. This is your legacy. Your legacy at the end of the day won't be for all of your discoveries and all of your adventures below the water. Your legacy will be that you got innocent people killed because you were a woke retard. And that's it. That's what this will be remembered. You are not going to be remembered for whatever discoveries came prior to this. You will only be remembered for prematurely ending the life of a 19-year-old young man because he went onto a submarine. He and his father trusted you to have built soundly, not knowing you had replaced all of the quality submarine engineers with a bunch of fucking college grad, not even graduates, interns. Unbelievable. There is a price to pay for this stupid fucking thinking. And it don't, and it, the thing I love about it is that price doesn't care if you're a billionaire, if you're a famous oceanographer, if you're a fucking scientist. 
there is a price for going full retard woke. And sometimes you, do, you get off easy and all that happens is you go broke. Other times you go woke and go dead. And you turn into a fucking hamburger meat at fucking 12,000 feet below the sea. You turn into fish food. Sorry, dude. I, I'm sorry for everybody who was aboard that thing and trusted your stupid ass to not have fucked it up. Speaking of woke, if you're talking new, uh, woke, you got to talk New York, right? And, dude, just another L for liberal women. When will they? When are they going to learn? New York cop accused colleagues of menacing her with text messages was arrested for sending them herself. Why? Women, why? Why? Is there this giant faction of females who are obsessed with somehow finding a way to make them the fucking victim of every circumstance? It's never personal responsibility. It's never just something that's like, you know what? I made poor choices and I ended up where I'm at. No, there always has to be some big mean man that was hurting my life and that's why I couldn't climb out of the rut. Shut the fuck up. And when there isn't one, they make one up by texting themselves. What an idiot. What a fucking idiot. It's okay. I think this is the problem. Men are hardened as fuck when it comes to failure. Everything we do has opposition. Trying to make money, trying to fuck, trying to make kids, trying to get married. Everything has opposition. Trying to lift weights, trying to compete in sports. Everything you do as a man is met with failure and competition, and it's good for you. It's okay to be like, I tried and failed. Being somebody that is a master of creating victim scenarios under everything you fucking do doesn't make you a victim. It makes you a fucking psychopath who's weak. Just own it, man. It's okay. Oh, you guys want the song? I'll give you the song. We haven't played it in a while. You're a cunt. It's true. She was a cunt. <laughs> oh, so good. All right. One of the, uh, the men this weekend who did something very bizarre was Elon Musk. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this guy. I don't know, dude. I, he teeters on the edge. It's like you want to you give him the benefit of the doubt, then he does stuff that really makes you just go, what? Elon Musk, under fire from Twitter users for limiting posts that can be read, picked a fight with America. That's right. So Elon, through the weekend, gave some weird explanation for why Twitter wasn't allowing you to read more than 800 tweets or 8,000 or some stupid shit. Essentially... He made it to where Twitter, basically, you'd hit a certain amount of tweets that have skimmed, and they'd go, okay, that's the end of it, and you wouldn't be able to do anything. Now, I don't know what he's doing over there. I don't know why he's doing it this way. He can't seem to stop stepping on his own dick. I, I, I'm sure he probably has a vision for what he wants to turn this into, and maybe I'm just, maybe we're all idiots for second-guessing him, and, you know, I, I, to be fair, Elon's probably earned enough benefit of the doubt to try things but this was fucking stupid I, I don't know what he's doing I, I really don't and it was a little bit awkward and thankfully Magical Trevor uh, made a meme to go with this because I don't think anybody else did 
secrets made in Japan. I am the modern man. I've got the secret I've been hiding under my skin. My heart is human, my blood is boiling, my brain I be young. So if you see me acting strangely, don't be surprised. I'm just a man who needed someone and someone to hide to keep me alive. Just keep me alive. Somewhere to hide. To keep me alive. I'm not a robot without emotion. I'm not what you see. I'll come to help you with your problems so we can be free. I'm not a hero. I'm not a savior. Forget what you know. I'm just a man whose circumstances went beyond his control, beyond my control, beyond me control. I need control. We all need control. I am the modern man who hides behind a mask. So no one else can see my true identity. Double got robot double got robot There you go, magical Trevor. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. We love a good Trev meme. All right. Yeah, Elon Musk, what the fuck are you doing? All right, so there's also a scandal going on on Twitter, for those that give a shit about it. Team Meatball has a character on Twitter named Max, okay? Max is one of the most vocal losers on all of Twitter for DeSantis. The problem is Laura Loomer believes she has discovered the real identity of this anonymous character known as Max. And that is the uh, press secretary for the governor's office of Florida, Brian Griffin. And Laura has been producing evidence uh, to support her claims for about a week and a half now, about a week. And uh, Max continues to be in denial, yet Laura's getting more and more. I think the evidence is really damning. You're going to have to listen to this one. This is. I'll let you you be the judge of this this sort of clip. We're, we're gonna loop it and let you hear the two comparatively against one another. If this is the press secretary of the state of Florida, it is a huge scandal because of what he has been accessed and engaged in on Twitter. Not a good look. Having me, Gavin. Um, thanks for having me, Tony. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks for having me, Gavin. Um, thanks for having me, Tony. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for having me, Gavin. Having me, Gavin. Um, thanks for having me, Tony. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for having me, Gavin. Um, thanks for having me, Tony. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for having me, Gavin. I mean, really? 
I mean, really? It's the same guy. You'll never convince me otherwise. It's the same fucking person. And this is a real scandal for the governor's office. If this is how the press secretary for the governor of Florida has been utilizing his time the last couple of years, this guy's done a lot of shady shit. He's had access to things that anonymous Twitter accounts should not have access to. And uh, it, ain't, it ain't looking good right now. Like, this, this is going to end up extending beyond his presidential run. And Governor DeSantis, I think, has got a real problem on his hands because he's eventually going to stop being meatball and he's going to go back to just being the Florida governor. And I believe that the behavior of his campaign and he himself as a presidential candidate is going to come back and bite his ass the remaining three years of his gubernatorial term. Shit like this, I don't know how you get away from it. Having me, Gavin. Um, thanks for having me, Tony. Um, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Gavin. Thanks for having me, Tony. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Gavin. Having me, Gavin. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yep. And and again, and yes, Lauren Eve is correct. I just saw what she wrote in the chat. The guy that is the anonymous account on Twitter named Max has been doxing not just Floridians, but Republicans across the country. Doxing, in most cases, is a crime. And I, boy, his behavior, where it's going to get really juicy is when, when the governor's office gets FOIA'd for the emails and the email accounts of Christina Peshaw and Brian Griffin, and once this this could go to a point where if there is a coordinated effort between the DeSantis campaign and state-paid uh, officials, essentially, for the governor's office, you've got a whole massive fucking problem. Like, it, it's at that juncture, it's not just bad ethics. You've got criminal uh, crossover. You can't, you can't have people who are on the payroll for the state also be moonlighting within a candidate's campaign on the, on the, the taxpayer's dime. And uh, for those who don't know what doxing is, that's essentially taking somebody and posting their private information publicly illegally things like their full name their address their phone number their email address their family members this guy max who many people believe is brian griffin the press secretary of florida you got a huge this will be a scandal like you can't even imagine and the floridians floridians are already pissed at desantis for backstabbing and betraying them by abandoning his post less than six months into his second term if they find out the level of depravity that's actually been going on within the governor's office, it's going to shock people. It's going to shock them when they find out. And I've heard the stories behind the scenes. I've heard some of the decision-making, some of the legislative moves that, that DeSantis has done, some of the things that the public are totally unaware of. When it comes to light, I, I think he's going to have a very real problem in that state. I think he's got a problem like you can't even begin to imagine. You guys saw that the insurance providers declined more than 
1,000 claims from property damage due to Hurricane Ian just last year. 200,000 Floridians who had their property claims declined by the insurance providers. And the only way the insurance providers are able to do this is with the, some of the legislative decisions and moves and the backing and support of the governor's office. Trev was one of them. Magical Trevor was one of them who had his insurance claims denied even though a hurricane had, in fact, struck his home. He had the appropriate insurance in place, and because of what DeSantis has done, essentially bending the knee uh, at every turn to giant corporations, including Disney, uh, these Floridians are fucked. A lot of them are fucked. They're having to come out of pocket to do shit. It's bad news. Very, very bad news. Now, I don't want to leave you on a low note, so I'm going to leave you on a high note before we wrap up today's show. Magical Trevor made a very special meme, and I want to play it in its entirety today. And then uh, we'll send you off into the 4th of July tomorrow, which obviously I'll be back tomorrow still, but check this out. Everything is beautiful. I mean, if I see, if I wake up in the morning and see these plants out here and they and all those flowers that are in there and the green grass on the, on the ground. That's beautiful. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one Tell me I'm not Who thinks of taking all the good we got And turning it back Hell, I'll be damned I think I'm turning into my old man Am I the only one Willing to bleed Or take a bullet for being free Screaming what the fuck in my TV telling me yeah you telling me that i'm the only one willing to fight for my love of the red and white and the blue burning on the ground another statue coming down in a town near watching the threads of old glory come under Am I the only one not brainwashed? Making my way through the land of the lost Who still gives a shit and worries about his kids As they try to undo all the things he did Am I the only one who can't take no more screaming? If you don't like it, there's a fucking door This ain't the freedom we've been fighting for it was something more, yeah, it was something more. Am I the only one willing to fight for my love of the red and white and the blue? Burning on the ground, another statue coming down in a town near you. Watching the threads of old glory come undone. the only one and people don't realize what they have 
They bitch about it. And then nowadays, I am so upset that the things we did and the things we fought for and the boys that died for it, it's all gone down the drain. Our country's gone to hell in a handbasket. Am I the only one sitting here Still holding on, holding back my tears For the ones who paid with the lives they gave God bless the USA a special special way to send us into the fourth of july i will be back tomorrow uh on fourth of july i don't skip fourth of july so god bless you god bless america and god bless our president donald j trump i am author brendan dilly and i'll see all of you tomorrow at 12 p.m eastern for another episode of the dilly show until then let's keep taking it all back have a wonderful monday everybody but there is no way this is the united states of america we're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them. We're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.